Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sick. And no, not just sick and tired of watching my beloved University of Hartford Hawks lose in the America East tournament. God, they get shafted every year. No, I'm real sick. Like, I'm gonna have to cough into my arm, and I sound super nasally today. So, you can all enjoy that while you listen to the show. Either way, good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick (coughs) Drago. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk all about the NCAA bracket, which has been officially revealed. I'm going to give you my picks along with some statistics that will tell you why the team that I'm going to pick will win it all. We're also going to talk a little basketball and hockey because we're barreling towards the edge into the playoffs for those two sports. And of course, we're going to have to talk about football because, well, free agency is hot and heavy at the moment. That sounded better in my head. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us because sports, sports, sports starts now. Track two, take one, three, two, one. Welcome, welcome, or should I say top of the morning to you laddies, to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Drago. If this is your first time joining us, first off, happy St. Patrick's Day. Secondly, this show, our goal here is to recap you on all the sports, news, and information from the previous week while giving you some insight into the next week. Uh, If you like what you hear, find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, or go into your Apple Podcasts because we are actually a podcast. So, you know, for those of you watching our YouTube page, uh, you can can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago or type in at Sports3XPodcast into any of those search bars. Look for our logo. It's a blue background, nice star, and the word Sports 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 going across from it. So, let's talk NCAA basketball. All right, the tournaments, uh, the conference tournaments have officially come to an end. Congratulations for all those who I can now salute. Welcome to the big dance. Now, of all the teams entering this tournament, there is only one that stands out to me as a victor. Now, before I start spewing out my statistics and all the percentages and all that stuff, I should let you know that my crazy predictions, my crazy statistical predictions, accurately had France getting to the finals of the World Cup, which they did. So, I'm not just crazy. I sometimes know what I'm talking about. Also, I apologize, again, for all the snotty coffee noises you may hear, I'm super congested. I just took some Mucinex, and if I could advertise for them, I would totally do that right now. This is not a box of Mucinex. This is a um, uh, sticky note. It's a bunch of sticky notes. Thank you. Alrighty, so the first percentage I want to bring up to you here is that 70% of the time, The winner of the NCAA tournament has less than five wins in the last 30 years. Because we're we're not looking at the whole thing here. It's just, to be honest with you, the tournament's changed so much through the years. We're just going to focus on the last 30. Okay? 70% of the time, the winner has five wins or less. So, that leaves us with a big handful of teams, uh, including... Gonzaga, Murray State, Buffalo, Nevada, New Mexico State, Houston, Wofford, Virginia, Tennessee, UC Irvine, and Duke. So, of those teams, you'll notice that a few of them aren't ranked very high. I'm also going to give you 70% chance. uh, So, there's also a 75% chance that the winner of the NCAA tournament has already won a championship. That means they've previously won one before. 
So with the teams left in our bracket, that leaves us with Kansas, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, UNC, Syracuse, Villanova, Kentucky, Florida, Seton Hall, Louisville, and Duke. Noticing a pattern yet? That's okay. 66.7% of the time, a number one seed wins the tournament. 66.7. Those are very high numbers, considering that there's only a a 1.6% chance that a number seven seed will make it, a 3% chance that a six seed will make it to the finals, 5% chance that a five seed will make it to the finals, 5% chance that a four seed will make it to the finals, 16.6% chance of a two or three seed making the finals, leaving a 51.6% chance that the finals will be contended by at least one number one seed. 66% of the time, that number one seed will win. That leaves us with four teams. Virginia, UNC, Gonzaga, and Duke. Do we notice the pattern yet? Of all the things I just mentioned, 75% chance, sorry, 70% chance that the winner is five wins or less, 70% chance that the winner already has a championship, and 66.7, might as well be 70% chance that it's a number one seed. Duke falls into all three of those categories. You still don't believe me, though, right? I totally get it. I'm just spewing out words here. I know I've been talking about Duke and Zion Williamson (laughs) and all that fun stuff. Again, I apologize for my crazy voice and coughing today. Um, What was I going to say here? Okay, so when you look at the conferences themselves... It is a, there's a 28% chance, that's the highest chance, right? 28% chance that the winner comes from the ACC conference. Some of the other conferences, 1.6% for Mountain West. Big 10 is the closest with 20. Big 12 has 10%. And the Big East has 13%. <clears throat> so 28%, that's the highest chances that the team comes from the ACC. Again... That is the conference that Duke plays in. If you're still not convinced that Duke has the highest percent chance to win the tournament, that's okay. In the last 30 years, Duke has made it to the finals 13.3% of the time. That is indeed the highest. The next closest would be Kansas and Michigan at 8.3. Actually, Kansas, Michigan, UNC, and Kentucky all have an, had an, <clears throat> all have been to 8.3% chance of getting to the finals. I'm just saying words here. Okay, either way, Duke has the highest chance based on history, based well, it's all solely based on history. We're not we're not even talking about their record except for the the five wins or less and their seeding. So, based on history, based on seeding, based on their record, Duke has the best chance to make it to the finals. I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing, although they are my pick. I'm going with Duke. Now, there are a lot of teams in this bracket, a lot of them. So I want to go game by game here. I'm going to go through every single team with you right here, right now. You're going to see my bracket On the podcast, for those of you listening to the podcast version through the audio device of your choosing, feel free to go to our YouTube page and watch the YouTube video. You can actually see uh, some of the stats I'm going to talk about. You can actually see the bracket. For those of you watching our YouTube video, stay with us. So first off, thank you to ESPN because we're using their tournament challenge as our format for this. So uh, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, as you see, we are here at ESPN.com's Tournament Challenge. Let's take a look at the teams that are going to be competing for our affection and for the national championship. So the first game over here in the East, you have Duke, and you have, well, whoever's going to win the 16th seed. But irregardless, I think we can all agree that Duke's going to get that first game. Now you move... To uh, to the eight nine game here we have VCU and we got UCF a lot of uh, a lot of random letters being thrown around here UCF has 
has all, both teams, neither team has, has beaten a, a top 25 opponent. Um, you can see UCF has let up less points. They're highly rated. Uh, and both are about even in conference. I'm going to go with UCF in this one. So UCF to take on Duke in the next round. All right. <clears throat> Mississippi and Liberty. Not much of a contest here. Liberty, uh, <clears throat> Liberty doesn't really stand much of a chance. So Mississippi State it is. Virginia Tech and St. Louis. I think it's obvious Virginia Tech's going to get into that next one here. You can see some of the stats. Uh, again, not really much of a contest. Uh, Virginia Tech's beaten four ranked opponents this year, which is huge. All right, moving on. Maryland, they'll be taking on uh, either Temple, Belmont. We're going to go with Maryland here. Uh, LSU and Yale, definitely an LSU victory. <clears throat> Louisville and Minnesota. Uh, as you can see, not all the stats have loaded properly on here, but about even between these two teams. Minnesota coming in with a losing record, though. Louisville, they've won 20 wins. We're going to go with Louisville. Michigan State, not much of a contest there. In fact, I'm going to go with Michigan State to uh, take down Louisville. Uh, as you can see, they, they have not beaten a single-ranked opponent this year. Uh, they're definitely not even close to the same ranking as Michigan State. Um, and, and Michigan State has barely let up any points at all against opponents. So we're going to go with Michigan State uh, in this one. So they'll make it up to the, uh, the Sweet 16. Yeehaw! All right, then we got LSU and Maryland. They would be playing each other here. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going with Maryland. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm going with LSU in this one. Uh, obvious choice. Mississippi State and Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech, again, is the better team. And I know it seems like I'm hitting all the top ranked uh, teams here. But, uh, you know, this bracket is is really very highly in Duke's favor. They're the only team in this bracket to to have less than five victories. Um, so I got to go with Duke to sort of win the whole thing. And just comparing really quick, LSU does not hold a candle to Michigan State in, in any statistic. Maybe they have the same amount of wins versus ranked opponents, but that's basically it. I'm going with Michigan State to at least get to the uh, the, the Elite Eight. And Duke into the final four. All right, moving into the South. Virginia, there's no way they're losing to a 16 seed two years in a row. I'm sorry, Gardner-Webb, but it's just not happening for you. <coughs> Pardon me. There's a, a fly in my throat. Oklahoma and Ole Miss. How Ole Miss ended up with an eight seed is just beyond me. They didn't beat a single top 25 team. They're ranked way lower than Oklahoma. They barely had a winning record. This is Oklahoma all day and night. The nine seed getting past them. Wisconsin and Oregon. This is another one here. Oregon not ranked as high as I believe they should be. Wisconsin really struggled this year. Yes, they had a tougher schedule, as you can see here. You know, nine ranked opponents. Uh, but still did not come away with a winning record. And I'm going with Oregon to take them down. Kansas State, the obvious choice over UC Irvine. Uh, these two teams but really don't compare much to each other. So Kansas State moving on here. Villanova and St. Mary's. St. Mary's pulled up a huge uh, win in their conference. Um, but, uh, oh, this is being played at Hartford, Connecticut. Ah, that's where I went to school. Sorry, we're uh, just, it's just ignore that. I'm just gushing over Hartford over here. Villanova obviously getting past St. Mary's. Purdue over Old Dominion, that's kind of the easy choice here. Cincinnati and Iowa. Um, Iowa really doesn't stand up much, didn't beat any ranked teams. They're much higher, uh, much much lower ranked than, than Cincy. I mean, Cincinnati had a huge win over Houston. Uh, that was actually today. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go with Cincy. Moving on to the next round. Tennessee obviously beating out Colgate. Now, this is where things get interesting. <laughs> Cincinnati is a better ranked team. They have less they have they've lost less games than Tennessee. They've beaten just as many top ranked teams. Um I, I'm actually going with Cincinnati for the upset here over Tennessee. So let's do that. Villanova and Purdue. 
Uh, Villanova, I really like what this team has been putting together. Again, they have not lost to any top-ranked opponents. They're ranked number one in the BPI. RPI, they're ranked number two. Villanova looked really good against the rest of the uh, big the Big East. So I'm going with Nova to get past Purdue and uh, into the Sweet 16. Uh, Oregon, Kansas State, that's an obvious Kansas State victory if you want to compare the two. Um, it's closer than you would think, but I'm definitely going with Kansas State in this one. And same thing, Virginia, I think, is going to blow past Oklahoma. Uh, and and poss possibly also Kansas State, too. <clears throat> As you can see, they... Uh... <coughs> Sorry, I'm still surviving this cold here. Just bear with me, folks. Uh, Virginia only lost two games this year, not a single loss to a top 25 opponent. They've held opposing teams to 53.4 points per game, and they're ranked numero uno. Come on, UVA. They're going They're going to the Elite Eight. <clears throat> Villanova and Cincinnati. Nova's got the, they, they have the, um, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? They have the experience. Nova's got the experience. Uh, they have the better record. Well, they're actually the same as Cincy. Either way, I, I think I'm going with Nova. <laughs> but then when you compare the two, Villanova really isn't as great as Virginia. I think they're going to put on a good show versus each other, but we're going for Virginia into the final four. Look at that right there. So we got Duke and we got Virginia so far in our final four. Moving on to the West. Uh, Gonzaga. Gonzaga was embarrassed by St. Mary's, but they are uh, they still somehow get the number one seed. So let's get them into the second round. Syracuse and Baylor. I like Syracuse here. I do not like Baylor here. Uh, Cuse has a, a slightly tougher schedule. Um, they're not ranked as high as Baylor in the BPI, about even in the conference. So I, I'm still going with Syracuse. They've won a couple more wins. Uh, Marquette and Murray State. I know everybody likes Murray State because they got the kid Jar Morant. Um, <clears throat> who's basically one of the best players in the country right now, but Marquette looked really good in the uh, in the Big East tournament. We're going with Marquette to move on. Florida State and Vermont. Good old Vermont from the America East. Go with Florida State. Sorry, America East, but, I mean, unless you're UMBC playing Virginia, you don't really stand a chance. So we're going with Florida State to move on here. Buffalo uh, will take on either ASU or St. John's. Where, where are those? They don't even have them listed on here, the quote-unquote first four teams, which I wouldn't, I mean, that's a good game, St. John's versus ASU. I love St. John's, grew up in New York, so I'm totally rooting for St. John's, but either way, I don't see either team getting past a Buffalo. Uh, Texas Tech, they had a great year kind of under the radar this season. Uh, for some reason, they don't want me to show, don't want to show me their stats here. There we go. They're four and one against top ranked teams. They're ranked 21. Uh, I, I Definitely like what Texas Tech is putting out there. All right, Nevada and Florida. Nope, do they not want to show us these two teams? Yeah, not really uh, very comparable. Florida had the much tougher schedule. They beat five, uh, five ranked opponents. They lost to three. Nevada played three, and they lost. They beat one of them. Uh, only losing seven games. This is actually a tougher one than I thought. I, I originally went with Nevada, but I think I'm going to switch it over to Florida. So we're going to go with Florida for the big upset here. Michigan over Montana. I don't really see Michigan getting past Florida. Can we see some stats on Michigan here? There we go. Yeah, Michigan, there's no way they're getting past Florida. Tougher schedule, 4-4 four and four, uh, against ranked teams. We're going with Michigan. Texas Tech and Buffalo. Closer than you would think, but I still like Texas Tech. They've played some tough teams, so I'm going with them against Michigan. Marquette and Florida State. <coughs> Marquette didn't beat a single-ranked team this year. Florida State did. Going with FSU, this is another easier bracket to determine. And then this, is, this was a big one for me. Gonzaga and Syracuse. Personally, I really don't see Gonzaga as being a top-ranked team. I don't really see Syracuse as being a competitor, but I think based on Gonzaga losing their conference tournament and the fact that they don't really play like the big dogs like Syracuse does, I'm going with Syracuse to beat them out. I know I sound crazy, 
that might be the craziest pick that I have. Uh, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, that might be the craziest pick that I have, and then they'll be taking on FSU, and uh, this is gonna be really, this is gonna be even weirder. I got Syracuse going. Syracuse is gonna go further than you think. That's what I'm calling. Syracuse in the Elite Eight, everybody. All right? It's going to happen. Michigan and Texas Tech, these two teams, uh, pretty comparable. I don't know why it keeps doing this. It's showing me some pretty poor stats here. Um, can I get some more on Michigan? Not really. doesn't want to show me anything about Michigan. Either way, I'm going with Michigan. Uh, and I also have them beating Syracuse, too. <laughs> Michigan's held opponents to 58.4 points per game. Syracuse is a tougher team than we may think, but uh, that that's all they're going to... Elite Eight is, is kind of a stretch for them. Like I said, I mean, I could totally see them beating Baylor. Gonzaga's the real gamble if they can beat Gonzaga. And then Florida State. I totally think they can beat Florida State. All right, moving on. Midwest now. North Carolina over Iona. Uh, Utah State... And Washington, uh, Washington definitely <clears throat> has won more games against ranked opponents. They're not ranked as high as, as Utah State. Washington's going in. Auburn and New Mexico. These two are, New Mexico's a good team. They really are. They they kind of, unfortunately, it's it's poor luck of the draw that you end up facing Auburn. I'm going with Auburn in that one. Uh, Kansas versus Northeastern. That's obviously going to go to Kansas. Iowa State and Ohio State. This one was pretty tough to call. Again, it's not really showing me all of the stats between these two. But Iowa State somehow is ranked a six seed, even though they had a losing record. Their record was 13-18. and 18. Ohio State was 24-8, and eight, and yet Ohio State had the lower seed. I'm going with Ohio State to be Iowa State. That, that should be an obvious one. Houston over Georgia State. Wofford and Seton Hall, not quite sure how Wolford was ranked so much higher than Seton Hall. These teams are about even. I'm going with Seton Hall because, again, they had a tougher schedule playing in the Big East. They they definitely deserve to get past Wolford here. And Kentucky definitely going to be... What does it say? Abiel Christian? Who is Abiel? All right, well, we're going to ignore who Abiel is. Abel? Is that how you spell Abel? All right, we're going to just... You know what? Let's move on. Whatever. Abiel. Abiel. Abel. All right. Kentucky's going to beat out Seton Hall. Um, you can see Seton Hall at least has beat a ranked opponent this year, unlike Kentucky, which is a bit shocking. But uh, Kentucky's the better team, hands down. They're built for the tournament. They're going to go further than you think. Well, no, that's about as far as we think they're going to go. Houston and Iowa State. Ohio, not Iowa. Oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? We're going with Houston in this one. I don't know why ESPN's failing us right now. They're not even showing any stats. So if you want to give ESPN a middle finger for ruining this whole segment, you certainly can. <clears throat> for those of you listening to the podcast version, you're just scratching your head like, what the heck is he talking about? Go to our YouTube version. You can actually see me picking the uh, the things in our draft. All right, Kansas, uh, Kansas versus Auburn. Uh, definitely two tough teams. I like Kansas here. I also like UNC. Is that really what I picked? All four top? Yeah. Maybe I have Ohio State beating on Houston. Hold on a second. Ohio State? No. Did I keep it pretty boring? I kept it pretty boring in the Midwest. Okay. Uh, I got North Carolina beating out Kansas. And Kentucky beating out Houston. And then you got UNC and Kentucky playing each other. I mean, come on, UNC. UNC all the way. Uh, unfortunately, I do not have UNC getting past Virginia in our final... Oh, wait, I should say our final four. Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, Michigan. I'm going with Virginia, and I'm going with Duke in the finals. Picking Duke to win the whole thing because, well, I already told you why. Statistically, Duke is the team to beat, and we put in some... Random final score here, and, and let's just see what happens. Let's enter some things, submit our picks, and folks, we just made Duke the national champion of basketball. Ugh. All right, well, I don't want to show you all my personal information here, so I'm going to kick it back to myself in the studio. All right, friends. Now, if you would like to see my bracket on ESPN.com, you can. It is named Sports 3X Podcast. That's also the name of the group it's in. 
and it's an open group. Yes, that's right. You can get your bracket in the same group as mine. Let's see if you can go toe-to-toe with me in the ESPN Bracket Challenge. So, join our group, Sports 3X Podcast. Again, it is Sports 3X Podcast. The motto, it's going to say sports, sports, sports. If you still have trouble finding me, Email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to seeing all of your brackets, friends. Now, with that, we are going to take ourselves into a commercial break. But when we return, we're going to talk a little bit about basketball, NBA, and the NHL. That's not basketball, that's hockey, by the way, uh, because we're getting towards the playoffs there. So exciting stuff happening all around the board. And then... Uh, we're going to take another commercial after that. I shouldn't have told you that. Nope, we're, we're not. We're, whatever. And then we're going to talk about football and all the free agencies. And then we're going to wrap this baby up. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports will be right back. Hello friends, I'm Nick Drago with the Sports 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 Podcast. Do you have an amazing product you're trying to sell? Well, let me tell you exactly where to shove it. Up your butt! I'm just kidding. No, what you should really be doing is trying to peddle it on my podcast. That's right, we're offering free ad space for anybody interested in selling their amazingly amazing products. All you have to do is email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com so we can figure out exactly how to get your message out there and on the air. So once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, and I'll be waiting patiently by my computer. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some basketball. A lot of great games this weekend, including the Celtics and Atlanta, the Hawks. Celtics got the win here, 129 to 120. Kyrie Irving just barely missed his second straight triple-double. He had 30 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Jalen Brown, he had 23 points, including a very nice three-pointer that gave uh, Boston the lead towards the end of the game. Washington, they got a win over Memphis, 135-128. Bradley Beal, he had 40 points in the 40 points for the second straight night. That's a big deal there in itself. Going into overtime was the Phoenix Pelicans game. Phoenix got away with the win, 138 to 136. Uh, very costly timeout call uh, towards the end that sort of helped the. Helped the uh, the Suns win. Sorry, this this cold's really getting the better of me today. All right, Dallas they beat Cleveland one twenty one to one sixteen. Tim Hardaway Jr. had two twenty two points. Dirk Nowitzki Nowitzki is now only four away from tying Wilt Chamberlain on the NBA scoring list. So <coughs> you may want to pay attention to their next game. Warriors got the best of Oklahoma City. Didn't even have Durant in the lineup. Come on, Kevin. You're going to stay out for Oklahoma? Nah, that's okay. Steph Curry had 33 in that one. The Spurs. The Spurs ended up getting a win over Portland. That's their eighth straight win. Meanwhile, the Blazers are going to lose C.J. McCallum to a left leg injury. Denver got the win over Indiana, 102 over 101. Millsap hit a left-handed layup with seven seconds remaining to get the win. 
Uh, Utah, they got a win over Brooklyn, 114, 298. Donovan Mitchell, he had 24 points. Gobert had 23, along with seven rebounds. Yes, that's a double-double Utah getting away with it. Orlando, they beat Atlanta today, 101-91. The Kings, they got a big win over the Bulls today, 129-102. Knicks, the New York, wait, I got to change my hat here. Get rid of that. There we go. Yep. Okay. Yep. There we go. Okay. The New York Knicks got a win over the Lakers. Sucks to suck, LeBron. Honestly, the guy's barely even part of the team anymore. He's not even sitting in during huddles at timeouts. LeBron James, man. I told you this. I told you. You didn't want to listen. Congratulations to the New York Knicks. You're still in last place, but fingers crossed we get the number one pick because we want Zion Williamson. Uh, Marco, <clears throat> not Marco, Mario Hezonja scored the winning shot with 2.3 seconds left on the clock in that one. Miami, they got a win over Charlotte. It's 93-75. Dragic had uh, 19 points coming off the bench. Dwayne Wade, he had 17 himself. Big game here. The 76ers beat the Milwaukee Bucks 130-125. Janice, the Greek freak, man, this guy had 52 points, but Embiid. Led the charge, 40 points, 15 rebounds, and Philly beats the top team in the East. Uh, Detroit, they got a win over Toronto, 110-107. to And uh, Pistons end up sweeping the Raptors this season. Uh, late game tonight, it's Houston and Minnesota. We do not have stats for you on that one. Uh, neither do we have stats on the Brooklyn Clippers game. However, what we do have... Are the standings so let me uh, let me stretch out here <coughs> the Knicks are eliminated from the playoffs no surprise here like I said they're in dead last with 14 wins uh, Milwaukee they're on top number one they along with Toronto and Philly have claimed playoff spots Indianapolis Boston they're both in fourth and fifth then you have Detroit Brooklyn and Miami Orlando's close behind Charlotte, eh, not as close behind. Going into the West, the only team to clinch thus far is Golden State. We've got a bit of a logjam situation going on. Denver is looking really well. Houston is looking phenomenal. They're 9-1 in their last 10, and they're now in third place. Oklahoma slipped down to fifth. Portland remains at fourth, but without McCallum. Who knows what Portland's going to do next. San Antonio, like I said, they have been on a huge streak themselves. They're 8-2 right now in their last 10 games. And another win or two, and they could end up in third. Like I said, it's a bit of a logjam. Utah also has 40 wins, so they're pretty high up there too. And then number eight goes to the Clippers. The Kings, they're kind of a big drop-off between them and number eight. So I don't really see the Kings, Minnesota, or the Lakers getting into the, uh, the playoffs. New Orleans, Dallas, Memphis, Phoenix, yeah, none of them have a shot. Like at all. Uh, like at all again i apologize for all my snorting coughing sneezing and just general grossness it stinks being sick folks all right let's take a look at some of these playoff matchups milwaukee would be playing miami if the playoffs ended today i should note milwaukee crushed miami in in two of their three matchups this season miami beat them in december but Milwaukee kind of has the big advantage there. Toronto versus Brooklyn. Raptors uh, lead the season series 2-1. to one. These two teams play on April 3rd, so right around the end of the season. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, they, uh, they've won three games over the Pistons. Um, the most recent was December 10th. So these teams haven't played since the new year began. Regardless, Philly's a stronger team now than they were on December 10th, uh, especially after all the trade deadline deals. I don't even think they had Jimmy Butler at that point. So, uh, yeah, Philly's the much better team. And then Boston, Indiana. These teams still have two more games to be played, March 29th and April 5th. So we got some exciting matchups to go there. 
In the West, you'd have Golden State and La La Land. No, not the Lakers. The Clippers. Um, Warriors win, are leading that season series 2-1. Two, two, Clippers' lone win was December 23rd, Christmas Eve. No, that's not Christmas Eve. It was the day before Christmas Eve. All right, Utah and Denver. Uh, believe it or not, Utah has a better record against Denver. Uh, but when it comes to a toe-to-toe playoff match... It could go either way here. I really don't see Denver as being a major contender. They have a lot of tough games left on the schedule, 10 of which are versus teams that have a winning record, although that's most of the West. So uh, either way, I like that matchup. I think that's going to be a fun one. Houston and San Antonio, this should also be a good one here because these two teams are really separated by two games, even though they're the third and sixth seed. The Rockets have the better record. These two teams have not played since December 22nd when San Antonio beat Houston. Remember, Houston, both teams were pretty miserable in the beginning of the season. Houston really skyrocketed themselves up to third. Yes, pun intended. Uh, and San Antonio, they've just they've been just as, just as talented, just as uh, pressure-filled, forceful. Wait, we're going to use a young gun Jamie Grum here. They've been a power horse over the last few weeks. In the last matchups, Portland and Oklahoma City. The Thunder have swept Portland all year. I don't see Portland going far without their best player, McCallum. So, better hope for a speedy recovery. <coughs> all right, going into hockey now uh, this weekend. The Blues got a win over the Penguins 5-1. to Red Wings, they beat the Islanders 2-1. to That was Saturday. Panthers beat the Kings 4-3. to that, uh, that last goal for the Panthers coming with just two minutes to go in the game. Thanks for thanks you to Huberdu. Uh, the Jets, they got a win over the Flames, 2-1. Uh, Bruins beat the Blue Jackets in OT, 2-1. Brad Marchand getting the major big-time goal. Blackhawks beat the Canadians 2-0. Senators get a win over the Leafs, 6-2. Three goals in the second period. Lightning, they beat the Capitals 6-3. Ooh, my voice just cracked big time. Uh, believe it or not, though, it was much... The, the score was much closer than it looks on the scoreboard. A lot of those goals coming way late in the game. Empty netters. Uh, Hurricanes, they beat the Sabres 4-2. Wild got a win over the Rangers 5-2-2. Um, Oilers beat the Coyotes in overtime 3-2 on Saturday, game-winning goal by, you guessed it, Connor McDavid. That was the second of the night, actually. The Predators, they beat the Sharks 4-2-2 with a late goal there by Arvidsson giving them... Well, that was... Oh, no, they already had... Forsberg got them ahead early in the third period. Uh, Islanders won today. It is now Sunday, so they won today. 3-2 in overtime. OT goal game winner going to... Uh, is it Brook, Brock Nelson? Brock Nelson with the overtime winner. Actually, it was just like a minute into overtime, so it's pretty quick. Uh, the Canucks and Stars, they're in the middle of the, third, uh, the second period, just ended. Canucks are leading currently. The Flyers and the Penguins, the battle for Pennsylvania continues. They are tied at nothing to nothing, and it's currently midway through the second. Panthers-Ducks play late one tonight. Oilers-Golden Knights play late one tonight. Avalanche play the Devils three to uh, they play the Devils they beat the Devils three to nothing and the Sabres the Sabres beat the Blues four to three in a shootout so fun stuff there let's take a look at those standings for the East for the Metro the Islanders getting a win today actually puts them in first place over Washington both have 91 points though so it could go either way Pittsburgh's right behind them at 87 points they sit in third looking at the Atlantic Tampa Bay is the only team from the east who have clinched a playoff spot they have 114 points no one's ever even close Boston has been hot lately uh they have 95 points and then Toronto they're Ooh, they were a little bumpy for a bit, but they're starting to come back now. They also have 90, 90, they have 91 points. Wildcard teams for the East, uh, you have Carolina and Columbus, 85 for Carolina, 84 for Columbus. Montreal is not too far behind at 81. And if Philly wants to get in, well, they need to win, like, a lot because they're at 71. 
I'm sorry, they're at 76 along with the Panthers. Uh, moving on to the West, Winnipeg on top in the Central with 88 points, followed by Nashville at 87. These two teams have been kind of back and forth um, all, all for the last two months or so, even maybe even more. Uh, but Nashville has played two more games. St. Louis, St. Louis has 82. They've been uh, kind of on a hot streak lately. In, in fact, can we get those numbers right here? Yeah, in their last 10. Oh, maybe not. They're 4-4-2 four, four, in their last 10. Maybe it just feels like they're on a hot streak. I don't know. All right, Pacific. Calgary is the only team to clinch a playoff position spot right now. They have 95 points. The Sharkies are right behind them at 94. And the Golden Knights at 83. Your two wildcard teams are Dallas and Arizona. Dallas has 79, Arizona 78. Minnesota is not far behind with 77. And Colorado, Colorado, uh, they're at 74, so they could potentially make it. Same with the Blackhawks, uh, but it's kind of a stretch for those. Edmonton, Vancouver, Anaheim, Kings. Better luck next year. Looking at the top stat leaders right now, because what's the NHL without looking at stats? Uh, Nikita Kucherov continues to stun the world. He has 117 points. Connor McDavid at 103 behind him. Patrick Kane at 99. Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby, blazing his way up this list. He has 92. He has been on fire over the last month. And Nate McKinnon rounds up the top five. He's at 91. And I'll just mention Johnny Gaudreau is also at 91 as well. For goals, AO Alex Ovechkin's 48. He's probably going to clinch the Rocket Richard once again because i got to give that guy credit. He's a nasty goal scorer. Assists-wise, Kucherov leads in the sixth with 82. Next close would be McDavid at 67, Blake Wheeler at 67, Mitchell Marner at 61, Brett Burns at 61. Looking at the goalies, uh, Jordan Bennington for the Blues. He's a 1.77 goals against average. Ben Bishop's got the best save percentage at .933. He plays for the Dallas Stars. And Marc-Andre Fleury still leads in wins, but Vasilevsky for the Lightning's right behind him. So is Frederick Anderson, and so is Martin Jones. So we got uh, almost a four-way tie for the most wins in the NHL. Uh, Fleury, though, is leading in shutouts with eight. Whew. All right, friends, let's take another quick break rooney and when we return, we will talk some football. So keep your sweaters on, button them up, get some coffee, popcorn, and whatever else you like to stack on in the car, bus, train, or in your own home where you are hopefully listening to or watching this podcast. Stick with us, friends, because sports, 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 we will be right back. <coughs> Hello friends, has this ever happened to you? You're walking down the street, you're super hungry, and you go to reach for a licorice stick and ah, you don't have one. Well, now that's no longer a problem with the licorice machine. That's right, this nifty 40 pound backpack straps straight to your back with a tube that connects directly to your mouth. Anytime you're hungry, just suck that delicious licorice right out of the tube, you suck it right up in your mouth and you enjoy the spoils of that. All right, that's a pretty bad advertisement. But you know what would work better here? Something of your own design. Do you have an ad, something you're trying to sell? Maybe just a happy message to share with my fans? Well, this is your chance. Email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Vikings at their own 39, it's third down. Three receivers right, feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Oh, my God. Stay oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30, 10, touchdown. Are you kidding me? Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, I am an avid fan of many, many, many sports teams, including that green and white team right there on the banner behind me. Of course, you podcast listeners can't really see this, but it is the Jets banner. That's right, J-E-T-S. I'm wearing their hat. Jets, Jets, 
Jets, and they went out and they signed Le'Veon Bell. I mean, come on. That you gotta you gotta give the Jets credit for this. 27 years old. He's the best running back in the game. The dude's in his prime right now. He hasn't played in a year, but that's okay. It's okay. I think. I hope. You know what? Who am I kidding? It's the Jets. Right, it doesn't matter if Dolphins stink. Buffalo got worse. Patriots are still the Patriots. And the Jets are still the Jets. Um, what I will say is that for all the money, for all the whining and everything Le'Veon Bell did last year, why would he sign for less money? I don't know. He felt like he was under a microscope or he had to sign because the Jets gave him a deadline. And for some reason, you're going to listen to the Jets for something like that. I don't really know. Either way, I'm going to take back all of the mean things I said and made fun of Le'Veon Bell for last year in hopes that he leads the Jets to victory. Le'Veon Bell, please leave the Jets to victory. Otherwise, I'll have to go back to poking fun at you, which I do to the Jets anyway. So, yeah, nothing's really going to change on my part. The other big name free agents, Earl Thomas, has signed with the Ravens. He's going to get a four-year deal worth $55 million. Holy cow. The Lions, they'll grab Trey Flowers. Um, Five-year, $90 million contract. $40 million of that is fully guaranteed. Nick Foles to the Jaguars from the city of Philadelphia to Nick Foles. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing some cheer to this city. I'm not really an Eagles fan, but I liked you. So he gets a four-year, $88 million contract worth up to $102 million bucks. Come on. Good for you, Nick Foles. I hope you lead the Jaguars to a better record than Blake Bortles ever could. The Redskins will hold on to Landon Collins. Six years, $84 million. Anthony Barr. Ooh, I don't want to talk about this. He made the Jets look like fools. Verbally guaranteed he was coming to the Jets, and then the last second said, eh, I'm going to go back to the Vikings. He got a five-year, $67.5 million contract. Uh, C.J. Mosley, however, did decide to go to the Jets, so take that, Anthony Barr. We got a better linebacker, I hope. Five-year, $85 million. Justin Houston is still on the market. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. KJ Wright, he's he's uh, with the Seahawks. Uh, Shelton Richardson to the Browns. Tyrion Matthew to the Chiefs. Ndamukong Sue still on the market, although he was not uh, very good for the Rams last year. They were Pretty disappointed, but he's a three-time All-Pro. He's 32 years old, and he's freaking huge. So somebody's got to want this guy. Uh, Preston Smith to the Packers. LaMarcus Joyner to the Raiders. Ziggy Ansa, he's still on the market. Come on, who else? Come on, there's got to be some interesting names on here. Jared Cook, still on the market. He was one of the best tight ends of, the, of, all, of all last year. But... And, and really, any team looking for a tight end should probably look at pulling in Jared Cook. I don't know what the Raiders are doing right now. I mean, you don't give Khalil Mack any money at all, but then you go out and you make all these moves this week. They're they're a mess. They're an absolute mess. Uh, anybody else? Jordan Hicks going to the Cardinals. Teddy Bridgewater sticking with the Saints. Golden Tate to the Chiefs. He got a four-year $35.5 million contract. Zach Brown, and no, not the band, the linebacker. He's still on the market. Dante Fowler, the Rams. Um, well, he re they, you know, he's still with the Rams. Mark Ingram going to the Raver Ravers, the Ravens, after they lost out on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, oh, and Jamison Crowder. He's going to sign with the Jets. All right, let's let's. I, I think that's all the the big name guys at this point. Terrell Suggs, Clinton Hahadix to the Bears, Devin Funches to the the Colts. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, I think that's enough of those names. The other big news was the Browns pulling in Odell Beckham. What are the Giants thinking? I really don't know because you're gonna trade away your best player. But you're going to hold on to Eli Manning? Really? Eli? Is he the future? No. Hoping that maybe they'll draft a quarterback or something. There's nobody on the market beyond Kyler Murray. So, 
And uh, Fitzpatrick, he just signed with the Dolphins, so and he's just as old as Eli, I think, if not older. I think he's older. Either way, Giants trading Odell to the Browns. And now with Odell, Kareem Hunt, although Hunt's going to have to serve an eight-game suspension, they now have one of, if not the best young running back in the game. Sorry, but Todd Gurley's gone, and uh, Le'Veon Bell is who knows what he's going to come back as. So Kareem Hunt is probably the best running back in the game. Yes, he has to sit out for eight games. Whoop-de-doo, Basil. <coughs> they have Odell Beckham, one of the best receivers in the game. And they have Baker Mayfield, who market's still out on him, but he could be the best quarterback in the game if he, you know, if he's actually good. We still, again, he's young. We don't know. But, um, huh, maybe, maybe I should be rooting for the Browns next year to win their division. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of weird. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have for football in baseball world. The only exciting thing that happened was Bryce Harper got injured. Mm, all that money, all that time, you know, working on getting the most money. Maybe you should have been at spring training from the start. Just saying. All right, folks, that is all the time I have for today. I'd like to say thank you to Johanna Drago. Yes, she is my wife, but she's also the content designer. She's the content designer, content editor, logo designer, and the set designer for our lovely podcast. So, thank you. <coughs> cough, cough there. The music for this show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found on the show notes. Um, who else? What else? Oh, we got to thank all those lovely uh, sports channels for letting us use their footage, um, including, you know, NHL, NHL Network, uh, NBCSN, and all the other ones. They're, they should all be bugged. So don't sue me, please. Uh, and then uh, special thanks, of course, ESPN for allowing us to use their tournament challenge as our backdrop today so that I can show off my picks. Thank you, ESPN. I really appreciate it, even if I kind of make fun of you sometimes on the podcast. Of course, our social media warriors, Mary Kay Albert, Lois Butler, Joe Calabro, Jorge Pajares, the young gun, Jamie Grom, and all the others. Thank you so much for being such big supporters of the show. We've been hitting almost 200 views every week for the last month, and that's gigantic. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to support us. Now, if you will excuse me, I'm going to have to tell you how to find us once again. YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, or Facebook. Type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago or at Sports 3X Podcast. Again, at Sports 3X Podcast or email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to find our tournament bracket. It's called, you guessed it, Sports 3X Podcast. That's the name of my bracket. That's the name of my bracket, and it's the name of the group that you can join your bracket on to compete against me in the Tournament of Champions, a.k.a. the NCAA Tournament Challenge on ESPN.com. Okay, now if you'll excuse me, I'm going to pump myself full of Mucinex and Airborne and whatever other drugs I can get in here to get all this mucus stuff out of me. Thank you so much for bearing with me and my total sickness. Hopefully I'll be much better next week. But again, thank you. And with that, I'm just... I'm going to go lay down, if you don't mind. Thank you. Thanks. Yep, here I go. Okay. Good night.